Hey, everybody. This is Bobby Walker with the Journey of a New Entrepreneur podcast. I want to say thank you for uh, tuning in today. And I don't even know if you tune into podcast, but whatever it is you do, you click the button, you're listening to this thing. I appreciate the fact that you're doing it. And uh, just, just, just to get this out of the way, if you like what we've got going on here and, and you're an entrepreneur and you're on that journey yourself and you want to be around other people and, and see what it's like from the inside out about a guy like myself building a business, check out the YouTube channel, Journey of a New entrepreneur it's it's just a vlog it's just like if you want to like get inside of my mind and you want to see how it is when I'm building my business and working with my son and he's my partner and how I'm a jerk to him sometimes and he deserves better and and then all of a sudden I become a better dad and he's a better son and we're building a business and we love it and and we go you know drama and comedy and all that stuff you need to watch it. It's really awesome. It's really good stuff. And then I uh, also got a YouTube or a Facebook page and it's just a good place if you want to connect with this. You know, it's just the journey of a new entrepreneur Facebook page. I go in there, like it. You can send me messages. We can discuss things, talk like that. So it's a lot of fun. So that being said, guys, I am super excited today because um, I've got one of my favorite people on the planet. And I mean that that's this is not hyperbole. This is not just me saying it. Uh, uh, one of my favorite people on the show today, his name is Joshua Latimer. Now, if you've listened to my podcast or watched my YouTube channel, you might be sick of hearing about this guy because I've talked about him a lot. And as a matter of fact, now when I share things that Josh has taught me, I start saying, well, now a friend of mine told me this. I don't even say your name anymore, Josh, because I, I people are probably tired of hearing it. But I got Josh on the on the uh, show today, and man, we were already talking a little bit before we started recording. And Josh said we just need to record and just like this is just some good conversation. So today, what are we going to talk about? I don't know. Life, liberty, business, uh, friendship. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe the new uh, Avengers movie that just came out. I don't know. We're going to talk about stuff. We're going to have a good time, uh, Joshua. Thanks for being here, man. What's going on? What's up, man? I love the pineapple shirt that you have on right now, <laughs> contrasted by your your prison shaved head with your scary tats. You know, it's like ferocity <laughs> and gentleness kind of like mixed together. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. I was actually just telling, uh, I just picked up my best friend from the airport. He's here for a week. And I just told him, I said, my experience, he was talking about tattoos. And I said, my experience with tattoos is it's people that are wimps that are trying to look tough and of course that's that's me i'm getting a lot of tattoos trying to look tough but but thanks man so so josh you're joining us from uh warm sunny michigan uh is it is it nice up there right now you like to mock michigan but it is a beautiful place but it you know there's a couple things people don't realize number one is the west side of Michigan is totally different than the east side. So, like, on the east side, you have Detroit and Flint and Saginaw and these cities that are like, oh, that doesn't sound fun. But over here where we live now, it's like rolling hills, Lake Michigan, white sandy beaches, people, you know, surfing and swimming and cherry orchards and apple orchards. And it's really, really, really pretty uh, where we are. And uh, we love it. And this is where I'm from, man. Born and raised on the other bad side, but we moved over to the nice side. <laughs> well, uh, and Josh says I make fun of Michigan. It's mostly during the winter time. I, uh, I I I live here in Florida. In case you don't know, and I just really enjoy being a Floridian, sending weather reports to my northern friends all throughout the winter. So like when Josh is talking about being like locked in due to like five feet of snow, I'm sending him pictures of like me at Disney World with shorts and a tank top and stuff like that. So I've lo I've lost a lot of friends since I've moved to Florida for that very reason. But but anyway, uh, so Josh, listen, man, uh, today uh, 
I don't really want to get into like all the nuts and bolts about exactly how you run a business. Uh, you, Josh has a podcast called the quick talk podcast and he does that, uh, very, very well. I, so I'm not even going to attempt that, but today, uh, I just kind of want to talk to you, like I said, just about life and, and kind of like maybe your journey, you know, the journey of you have, as a new entrepreneur into, uh, would you call yourself a veteran? You're definitely seasoned. Are you a veteran entrepreneur at this point? Ooh. I don't think so at all. In fact, I tell my wife all the time that I still have my training wheels on, um, that I really feel like that. It's, you know, like the journey of an entrepreneur to me is the journey of um, uh, pivots and belief. Hmm. Like that might sound cheesy, but that's what it is. Like when I first started out, like the idea of not having a boss and making $500 a week was like a unicorn in my brain. <laughs> Real. I mean, I would stress about it. And we lived in a trailer, you know, a mobile home. And I was married really young. I was a pizza guy. And I just I just remember so clearly, like, sitting on my couch on, the, t on the, like, the coffee table just trying to figure out, you know, four if I get four customers a week to pay me 125 each, that'd be – but then I would get fear. And I'd be like, well, how am I going to find four customers? There's no way. I can probably only find two. Like, four is possible, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I believed it. Like, it mm. was real. And the stress was real. And so it's just funny, like, because when you look back, it's very clear, right? But when you look forward, you're, I'm still like that right now. It's hmm. the same. It's just like the numbers are different or the outcome's different. But what it feels like to grow is always the same. And when I look back, it's like, okay, here's where that belief was shattered. Here's where this false belief got just vaporized and replaced with you know reality. And then I, I went up to this level and then that false belief or that self-limiting doubt thing or my brain that, that finally got – I broke through that, you know, and there's just like these series of dots, you know, that kind of, so from some people's perspective, they just started a business yesterday. Yeah. I guess I'm a veteran. Mm -hmm. I guess I'm going to know a lot of stuff that they don't know yet. Um, but because I'm always looking forward, it's like, no, I've, I'm like a nothing burger. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, well, and that makes sense. Cause it's like every, it doesn't matter if we're talking about being parents, if we're talking about, if you're an athlete, if you're a freaking a scholar, it's like, if you're growing, you're always going to look at yesterday and think, holy crap, I didn't know anything. And I'm not so sure I know too much today either. You know, as once you've looked at enough yesterday. So, um, dude, I don't know anything. I told my wife again last night, I'm like, it's amazing how much smarter I was when I was 18 than I am now. I just had a conversation with my 16 year old daughter today. And I said, yeah, her name's Eden, like the garden. I said, Eden, because uh, she, she just basically didn't believe me on something so didn't do what i told her she should do and i'm like in about i ran through the whole scenario i said in here about six to eight years you're going to come to me one day and you're going to say dad i'm sorry that i didn't listen to you because you were right every time and uh and dad thank you for instilling all the wisdom of the knowledge of the earth into me and, and i said but eden by that point i'm going to be so jaded that I'm not going to care. So I need you to do it right now. Okay. I need you to listen to dad right now because I know more than you, but, um, anyway, sorry, I don't know. You got, I have a six sense of humor. I often wonder, I'm like, God, like, it's almost like God designed us to like be incapable of really perceiving that mm -hmm. until a certain time or something. Cause if I could like go into, if I could go back to 18, I would do the same dumb crap. Like, cause you don't know what you don't know. Like, yeah, they're not Kate. You're not capable of knowing how dumb you are until you learn more. And then you think you're smart. And then only after you learn more than that, do you realize that you are still super dumb. That's why people that were like Socrates and Plato, these like, these like beasts of like intellect 
uh, would always just talk about how dumb they were, right? Like, I don't know. I think age wisdom comes with a, a more clear understanding of how tiny we are and how limited our understanding is in basically every category. Yeah. I, period, right? I don't even know if I need to add anything to that. I do want to go back to something you said, though. Uh, I actually I, I just wrote down a couple things I wanted to talk to you about. But uh, before I ask you the question, uh, just give people just a brief, you know, the 30 second, the 45 second uh, background on your uh, at least the two businesses I know of. You've probably you may have had more than that. But as far as your service business that you had and then your current one that you're building right now. Yeah, well, I had a pressure cleaning and window cleaning business in Michigan for about 10 years. Started with my 93 Chevy Cavalier with a ladder on the roof. (laughs) Nice. Everybody out there hustling and like you don't have any money, but you have a dream and you don't even share your dream with people because you think they'll make fun of you. But you know you could even though you're still scared and you have a crappy car and you do it anyway. Like I am your biggest fan. I'm so fist bumping you right now. Like that hustle. I I just love that. That's how I started. So I would hide my car to go do estimates because it was so embarrassing. But that's how my company started, and we grew that. Uh, it wasn't the biggest company on the planet by any means. Uh, it was a seasonal business, but it did really, really good. And so, you know, I ended up selling that company uh, about actually over three years ago now. I moved to Costa Rica for a while, and I started working on my current company, which is a software marketing automation tool called Send Gym. And that's been a totally different industry, different types of challenges and stuff. But that business is starting to take off too and uh, starting to have a lot of growth. And it's, I mean, that's what I do every day is, is work on growing that company. That's cool. And that, and if you guys don't know about Sin Gym and you got a business like mine, look it up. It's great. Uh, I'd made a video about all my customer follow-up. Sin Gym does it. You guys need to look into it. But back to what we were talking about. Um, so you mentioned, Josh, that you originally had a goal of $500 a month or not a month, but $500 a week. And you were thinking, if I can just do that, I can get there. And I, I can relate so well. Like when I started, I started my business about 16 ish months ago. And I was like, if I can just pay rent next month, that was like, that was like my goal. So we had like similar food. goals. You know, I was like, if I can just pay rent next month so I can figure out what the heck I'm going to do with my life, be, you know, cause I had lost my job and, and you were talking about self-limiting uh, beliefs and doubts. Um, and I've experienced that too. It's like, I have all these different steps where it's like, okay, you blow one up and it's like, Oh, well I can do that all day long. It's like, I want to cry if I have a $500 day now. And I used to just kind of wanted to maybe even be that, do that in two or three days. Um, so here's my question for you for, for new guys that are listening for people that are having that struggle. Tell me a little bit about when maybe your first major uh, explosion through that roof of going from, I don't know if I can even really make a, a living out of this to holy crap, I can do something like I can, I can not just pay the bills, but I can actually make a life that I want. When, when did that happen? How did that happen for you? Sure. Well, the first year I worked dark to dark, knocking doors, grinding high levels of effort, low levels of productivity. Cause I was doing everything the most inefficient way, the wrong way. My flyers were terrible. My, the way I talk to people is terrible. Everything about what I did was terrible. And so I did $24,000 in revenue that entire first year. And we almost starved to death that winter. And then the second year, we went up to 56,000 in total revenue and I had my first part-time employee. And it was that year, you know, towards the end of my second year when I was introduced to this idea that like, this could be a real business that was like large and profitable. I really didn't even know, right? So because of the internet, <clears throat> We all have this huge advantage because we can connect with people that are crushing it. And I was on this forum, 
and this guy named Kevin Dabrowski was on there. This is a long time ago. And he uh, he had posted how he had done like a $30,000 a month. And at that time, his company only had like three employees or something. And so I went through what I call the five stages of unbelief. <laughs> <laughs> like instead of the five stages of grief, yeah. it's like five stages of belief or something. And uh, I need to like write this down and turn it into a document because it's funny. But yeah, what happened, hear him. <laughs> the first thing I was, I was angry because I thought he was a liar mm-hmm. because in my universe, that was literally impossible. Okay. I worked a whole year, a billion hours a week to generate 24,000 my first year. This guy did 30,000 in a month with three people. Right. So it was completely false and utterly impossible. Well, the problem was, was as he posted that and I I literally felt a visceral response of like anger, like bullcrap, you liar, Mm -hmm. a guy on the internet. (laughs) And a weird thing happened. Someone commented on his post. It was like, way to go, Kevin. You know, I remember the first time I had my first $30,000 a month and I'm like, what? Wait. And then someone else goes, two of them. Uh, then it just kept going and people are like, well, we're at 15,000 a month now, but man, great job, Kevin. We're trying to get to where you are, whatever it was. It was like these people and they're all doing like infinitely more than I even thought would have been possible in my wildest dreams. And I unlock something. So so you go from anger, then you go to, um, um, it won't work in my market. So Mm -hmm. there's something wrong with like, well, he got luck. No, it's luck. He got luck. He got some lucky account or something really weird happened and he thinks he's awesome, but he's still a total jerk and it's impossible in general. Then I realized that wasn't possible as the comments kept going. That wasn't true. So then you go to excuses, which is like, well, it won't work in my market. You know, he could do it there. He's in Canada and in a wealthy area of my market. Then you realize that's not true because of more comments of people in even more serious than me. They're yeah. getting like dismantled by truth <laughs> on this thread. And then the fourth one is when you get depressed because you realize it's definitely you. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's totally possible. And the reason I'm not anywhere near it is 100% because I currently suck at what I'm doing. And every result I'm getting is the exact result I deserve to get Mm. based on what I'm doing, what I believe. And then the fifth stage is when you accept it and you start to change. So that's like kind of a cool way to quantify it, but that changed my life. Yeah. And that I learned about the E-Myth and I learned about what he was. I just, I started like being like a magnet on this guy and what he taught. And I, but I started implementing. So you just saw a guy that said, Hey, I did $30,000 in a month in a business that you were doing 30,000 in a year. And then, you know, you went through your phases, you finally became honest with yourself and then, yeah, you, and then you just started like copying them. I didn't even know it was possible. Once I knew with certainty that it was real and that it wasn't my market and blah, 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 all these things. Once I knew that my business tripled to like 160 K fast mm-hmm. with even a, still a really poor understanding of systems. So it's cause it's, it's tied to your belief, man. I mean, people don't like that. Cause I get that. It's like woo woo and stuff and like there's these 21 year old life coaches on the internet change your mindset yeah all that can be crap but the fundamental truth is is you are limited by what you believe is possible period if you have like self-shame or you think you're worthless you're not going to take care of yourself if you believe it's evil to make more than five thousand dollars a month because your parents told you people that make more than that are rich even though that's not even true but you believe in your heart you'll never do it because you don't want to be evil like the things we believe completely control the outcomes that we get. Yeah. Um, and that was my first major breakthrough, uh, was learning that that was possible. So 
so let's keep going down that road. So you hit 160, you know, so I, you know, you've got a handful of staff members. So I don't know what you got three to six people working for you. No, I think we had two, two. Okay. Or three, but you know, this goes into like perceived value and stuff, which we don't have to get in the nuts and bolts. It's just, there's little things that people do wrong and they don't know they're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. And you, you tweak a few little things and it just works so much better. And I wasn't pricing things correctly. I was working way too hard for way too little. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a really like unique value proposition. I didn't have any perceived value. I didn't pay attention to how I explained our services to customers. I didn't pay attention to pricing things correctly or even measuring previous things I priced. And once I started doing that, it just kind of like made us a lot of money <laughs> because that's what happens. We also started getting into like, you know, trying to play around with commercial accounts and stuff, which mm-hmm. ended up a big piece of our business later, uh, even though I was terrified. I just did it anyway because I'm like, these people are doing it. They're probably not that much smarter than me. So yeah. I'd ask them if they did it, and then I would do what they did. Like, you do not have there, – there's a clearly defined path on how to scale a service company. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't have to make it up. You can just do what people do. Uh, in fact, a lot of the businesses I work with, the people that argue with me the most when I'm trying to coach them or help them, have the smallest businesses and the people that do exactly what I say, even if they don't fully understand it, they just implement it, have the biggest businesses. And it's just true. Because- that makes so well, that just makes so much sense to me. That's been my experience, uh, not just in my current business that I'm building, but just in my life and management in the past. And I actually, I made a video on my YouTube channel called my free 17 minute guide to success. And uh, I had, to, you know, cause I get a lot of people that'll be like, bull crap, Bob, you're not do- really doing what, you say you're doing. And I, I had a couple people that kept fighting with me saying, that's your market. It's your market. And I'm thinking I'm living in where everyone says it's like the worst market because it's overran and, and low price. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, but, but basically my, you know, my, my whole thing, like, you know, through my 17 minute rant, cause that's really all it was, it was, it came down to one saying that I learned when I played high school football and it was, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. You know, it's, uh, I, I, I can't allow my surroundings to determine where I'm going to be. Um, you know, if my goal is to have a lot of money and my surroundings are preventing me from that, I need to determine, do I love my surroundings or do I love my goal? Cause I might need to change my surroundings or maybe I need to suck it up and just believe and realize that it's really not my surroundings after all, you know, I just need to do the right things. And sure, I might, it might be hard for me, but you know, I've got a challenge in Florida that a guy like you up in Michigan, uh, isn't going to have. But you're going to have a challenge like the fact that you can't work four months out of the year that that I don't have. You know, your your closed down season is my busy season, you know. So so we all have those. uh, We're all dealt some bad cards in life and we're all dealt some bad cards in business, but we still have the same life and the same business to live, you know, and and we got to get there, you know, so. Um, not, I'm not, I'm not preaching at you, Josh. It's just, I like you, man. I like what you're saying. So it's true, man. You know, here's a secret. Here's a secret tip that everybody needs to understand. Everybody else that you're competing with in your market is terrified at least as much as you are. Mm -hmm. They have just as much crap in their head going on as you do. Okay. This is like secret knowledge information. This is a big deal because everybody's posing, right? You go Mm -hmm. on fake book. Right. Mm-hmm. And you look at all the pretty pictures of the perfect lives of all the stuff, which is garbage. Right. Yep. Um, OK. Or you meet up and network with another business. Everybody's positioning themselves, peacocking, trying to act awesome. Right. So you get this idea in your head that they're all killing it and you're not or they're smarter and you're dumber. Or they, they figured it out and you're never going to figure it out or whatever. Like 
I promise you that that's not the case. Like 98% of everybody that's going to compete with you doesn't even watch a show like this. Like mm-hmm. if you're aware of conversations like what we're having, you're already ahead. So like if you don't have enough confidence to really just beast mode, go for it because you're like stressed of putting it out there. If you don't have that, borrow some of Bobby's confidence. Like look at what he's done. It is real. Like <laughs> it's real. Okay. He, he's done in 16 months what took me years to do. Because he's he's implemented proven things at work because he's taken the action. He's just gone out there and done it. Like you don't have to be a genius, but you gotta put in the work. Borrow his confidence and then go do something and come back and just rest assured that your competition isn't going to. And yeah. they don't have they have the same mental games everybody has. That, that's yeah, and, and again, just if I can just ride your coat coattails you're on that is uh you know, again another way I look at things is if I'm not going after my dreams, you know, or if I'm not succeeding at what I want to do, I'm kind of a loser and I might as well at least try because you know, I'd rather be a loser at, at pursuing my dreams than just like guaranteeing my position as a loser as, as you know, sitting at home and doing nothing. You know, it's that saying, uh, you know, failure beats what if every time, you know, and, and I just, I'm not going to sit around like I said, and, and let my, uh, my surroundings dictate, but, uh, uh, and, and, you know, we were actually talking about this beforehand and, and back to the new guys, we were talking about Facebook and the perfect lives, you know, um, what always inspires me because I've had, um, I, I'm to the point now where I have a little bit of nice equipment and a decent vehicle and stuff like that. We're working, but I love these guys that we see online that, uh, actually they're always getting made fun of. These guys are never the ones posting, but there'll be some guy that's proud that he's, you know, made 50,000 or a hundred thousand dollars and, and we'll post a picture of a guy working out of the back of a little car with the home Depot pressure washer and say, look at this hack job out there destroying our, uh, our, our industry and making us all look bad. And I'm thinking, I'm looking at this dude thinking, I I don't have more respect for probably anyone than those guys that do just that. You know, the guy that gets out there and says, I don't care that I don't have the right equipment. I don't care that I don't have good looking clothes. My, my vehicle looks bad, but that dude somehow hustled, got that customer with the bad car, with the bad equipment, with the ugly shirt, you know, he hustled, he got it and he's willing to do it, making less money than you. And, and, and these guys, you know, they get out there, they make fun of them, they tease them. And I'm just like, those are the guys that, uh, that I think, well, they don't all end up making it, but that drive is at very, at the very least is a part of what what's required to make it. And, and they don't wait for everything to be perfect. They don't wait for everything to line up before they act. And, um, I don't know. So if you're one of those mean guys online that makes fun of them, you suck. You suck. And the guy with the crappy car, he's awesome. So Josh is kind of looking down like, I don't want to say those guys suck, but Josh. No, I do. I'm <laughs> getting mad in my head. I, I have very little respect for any human being that mocks another human being for trying to better their life. Yeah. You're not a, who are you? You're, people that even behave like that have little man syndrome, imposter syndrome himself. They're no different than the middle school kid who acts tough because when he goes home, his dad beats him. So then mm-hmm. he goes to school and acts tough even though he feels small inside. Like, yeah. it's just the dumbest thing on the planet. You know, the people that actually succeed lift each other up. It's just a fact, man. And, but the, the problem is, is like, you're talking about failure and like, yeah, I'd rather be a, a failure trying. Like, I almost view like, you know how people get mad at the one percenters, right? Yeah. And, Okay, so let, we'll call it the 10 percenters, but like people that are winning, mm-hmm. okay, there's definitely some evil people that do evil things to get money sure. and all. They're a, they're a minority, mm-hmm. I promise you, okay? Most people, 
They're positive. They failed a whole bunch because it's a prerequisite for success. You have to fail. I remember telling my dad when I was young, he said, you know, nine out of 10 businesses small fail or small businesses fail. I said, well, I better build my first nine as fast as possible. So I'm still young when I get to my 10. That's what I said to him because I had always been attracted to this other type of thinking as far as positivity and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause that is the path. Like what a low level, like I feel bad for people that would mock someone because they're defining it. They, it's clear that they're screwed. They're stuck and they're not going to be able to achieve a, a high level. Right. Um, it's just, it's, it's the way that it is, man. You have to build people up. You should be cheering people on. You should be rooting for, every, there's enough room in the market for everybody. I have an abundance mindset with that. You can have a million dollar business and so can your competitor and it's fine. Like it doesn't like, it's not a, I have to, someone has to lose so I can win scenario, yeah. but small blue collar families, that's how they teach their kids. And that's, and that's reality to them. And I grew up like being told that type of stuff. It just turns out that it's absolutely not true. Yeah. Once you figure that out, the, the heavens open, man. It, yeah. Well, and, and that's one of the things that draws me to you, you know? Uh, so, uh, so Josh knows what I'm about to say, but for the people listening, you know, I've kind of, uh, at, at times over the last you know year and a half, I've been that little puppy dog that kept coming to Josh and looking up at him, being like, "Hey man, give throw me a bone here, give me a treat, you know, help me out, buddy." And um, you know, Josh is a busy guy, and I've never, ever, never, ever felt like. Um, uh, I mean, you don't always have time, but I mean, I've never felt like you had the attitude of, "I don't have time to help you." Uh, you didn't know who I was. I was just some stranger on the internet sending you a Facebook message saying, Hey dude, uh, can you help me with X? You, you called me, you slapped me around over the phone. Uh, I jokingly said to you the other day, I said, you always say when people give you a review on your podcast, it's like giving you a digital high five. And I'm like, but dude, you're always giving me digital bitch slaps. You know, you're, uh, uh, but, but you, you slap me around, give me advice and tell me the right things to do. And, and, uh, and I've found other people that are very similar. I'm interviewing another guy that, that's a very good friend of yours, Brandon Vaughn, um, for the podcast. And he's the same kind of, kind of guy. And all of these successful people that are up there, um, they, they're all like that. And, and I say that to echo what, what you're saying is I do believe that um, the, you said your wife says the best way to, to, to get friends is to be nice or something like that. Or, or, or I, yes. Friends is to be friendly. Yeah. It's to be friendly, you know, and, <laughs> but I think the best way to be successful is to help people be successful. And, and, you know, you see people that, um, uh, and I think there's more good people out there than bad ones, but you will see these people that will like to say, uh, you know, they don't want to like help their people, you know, their employees develop and grow and, and maybe even get a job that's not with them anymore. Uh, right. that's, that's the way I'm starting to recruit, even though I haven't hired a lot, but I'm, uh, the guy that I hired, my first guy that we hired to go out and work, he has a, a clothing company. He's not making much money doing it, but I told him, I said, bro, here's the deal. I want you to be a part of my company. And my goal is to help you build your clothing company, which I don't know how I'm going to do that, but I want to help you and uh, help you build your clothing company so you can quit and not have to work for me ever again, you know, and guess what? We got a loyal employee that does an amazing job and he's going to be a crew leader, hopefully here in about a month or two. And, and, uh, you know, so I don't know, it's just good stuff. I I love positivity and, and, and helping people. I think it has to do with being short-sighted or being long-term minded, really, because if you're like, not going to invest in a real relationship or try to better your employee because they might quit and leave. Okay, cool. Like you could get a short term benefit if that weird scenario happened, but you got to look at all relationships in terms of like decades Mm -hmm. instead of, and like 
everybody I come in contact with, everybody I do business with, everybody I've done business deals with, everybody that's worked for me, it hasn't always worked out. But my heart is to make it so that I know them for the next 50 years. And when someone asks them, who's this Josh guy? I want them to be like, oh my God, Josh has added so much value to my life. You know, he, he's the greatest guy ever. He's done this, he's done that. But there's no immediate ROI for being like that other than mm. the fact that you're happier. And then after you do it for a while, when you behave like that from a place of contribution, all kinds of crazy opportunities happen. All kinds of dots connect on the back end. It's, it's just like a business. You can screw someone to make a dollar today or you can do it right, go slower and make $100 over the lifetime. It's people struggle with thinking long term. You know, Tony Robbins famously says that people underestimate what they can accomplish in a decade and they overestimate what they can accomplish in a year. And I'm telling you, one of the secret weapons of successful people is playing the long game, having integrity, even if it hurts you right now, because you're playing the long game. And look, tomorrow's coming mm. and it's coming. And what you can't just burn bridges. You can't. I don't know. I don't know another way to operate at this point. I have too much inertia being like this. So it's hard for me to remember not being like this, but it's powerful stuff. It's powerful. And it, it's hard to be patient when yeah. things aren't working in the beginning. Well, and, and I, I want to throw one more thing out there as I'm being all negative here. I, not you, but me, but, uh, it's so easy to get caught up with some of those negative guys online. And I really try to focus. I like to, 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 seek out the guys in the little, the Ford Pinto with the ladder strapped on top and doing her thing. But, uh, I think, um, another healthy thing for new guys that are starting out, it's like, you need a lot of these trade groups that are like on Facebook so you can learn some stuff, but you also like need to get out of them as soon as possible because there's, there's, there's just a lot of negativity and I've, I've like unfollowed almost all of them. But today I almost typed up something mean to a guy. I literally had it typed out and just didn't hit send. Cause I'm like, you're being a jerk. You know, I just, you know, I wanted to say something a lot meaner than that, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it is what it is what it is. So, so Josh, um, I'm going to change the gears here because I know I've got you for a limited amount of time. Um, I'm actually super excited because I'm going to get to see you here in, uh, let's see here. What, what is this? This is June, July. So in two months, basically, uh, you, you said you were going to hang out with me pretty much the whole time at the huge convention, right? So like me yeah. and you just hanging. Um, but, uh, but you're one of the, one of the featured speakers at the huge convention this year, right? Yeah, I'll be the first speaker to kind of open things up and kick it off. I think kind of introducing Brandon and I'll speak for 30, 45 minutes and have some fun and just kind of get the energy going and, and just have fun. You know, for me, like there's so many people going to be there that I know that mm -hmm. are either connected to our company or through the podcast or something. So it's going to be really, really neat to connect with everybody. It's going to be awesome. So I'm looking forward to it. It's a it's like a vizcation to go to stuff like this. You know, it's a combination of learning and fun all mixed together and hanging out with nerds that are just like you. Like they're just as nerdy and, and, and weird about mm. like service businesses as you are, which is not a lot of people. Right. So yeah. you get them in one room and have fun. It's, it's awesome. It's awesome. Now I don't mean to put you on the spot here, but I'd like you to answer within, I don't know, 15 seconds or so. Do you have an opportunity for me to come up on stage and do a little tag team with you during that? Uh, if you're, are you willing to go shirtless? <laughs> Bro, I'm willing to do a lot. I'll do that uh, more, more often the, than not. What about the Borat costume? The Borat costume. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That backfired. Uh, look, I was hoping to make you uncomfortable. I want to get the best possible deal for me. <laughs> <laughs> 
we can can we talk about this offline and we'll try to figure it out. Or a costume, I will find a way to work that into my speech to get you on stage. Very but nice. Has to tie to business somehow. All right, fair your enough. Business, your business is held together by a thread, just like Bob's clothes. <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. Well, so so before I let you go, I, I want to do a couple things here. Uh, one, I do. I just want to to very deliberately talk about this huge convention. Um, the, the people that listen to the podcast, uh, they should know that I've got some tickets that I'm going to be giving away. I mentioned it to you, uh, before we, we started that, that, um, I'm going to be doing some giveaways on some tickets. So Chris Lambernini is the guy that's running this thing. Um, he, he said, Hey man, I like what you're doing. So he gave me some tickets to give away two things. One, why does someone want to go to the huge convention? And, and you kind of already covered it, but um, I, I think there's two aspects. And you, you correct me if you think I'm wrong. Like, I think there's huge, immense value in uh, these classes. And, and let's say this. This convention is not about learning how to pressure wash or learning how to, to window clean. This convention is about how to run a business. It's about how to hire employees effectively. It's about how to, to manage people. It's how to market. It's how to, how to grow. And the classes themselves that you can go to are extremely valuable because they're being taught by guys that, that have done it. They're not, it's not some guy that's a professor that uh, is teaching business but has never ran a business. These are guys that are in the middle of it. They're, they're fighting the good fight, and they're being successful, and they're sharing their tips that work with you at no cost. And then, uh, well, I guess the cost of the ticket, right? But that's it. And then, um, but the other side that's extremely valuable is getting to rub elbows with and meet these people, uh, you know, in the lobby and, and at, you know, in the lobby at night in the hotel, and you're hanging out with these other business owners that are further down the road than you sharing what they're doing. You're able to learn from them. They're sharing systems. They're sharing processes that they have. Um, I almost think that's even more valuable. Now, I don't. Uh, now, the guy that's speaking may not want to admit that, but you, I think you would at least agree that's a huge uh, portion of the value of a convention like this, wouldn't you say? It's huge, man. It's like Jim Rome. You know, the you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, like mm-hmm. the most used business quote ever. But it's still true. It's a combination of that, and it's a combination of like. Uh, my friend Myron Golden, who is on my podcast, who I like really look up to, and I just met him like six months ago. He's amazing. Super, super smart guy. But he was talking about, he's like, what areas of our life do we want to be like average in? Like, like for example, with your kids, like how how successful do you want your kids to be, Bob? As su- successful as possible, like the maximum level of successfulness. Exactly. And how healthy do you want your kids to be as maximum healthier than possible. Yeah, absolutely. And for ourselves personally, how successful should we want ourselves to be? Well, when a little more than my children, yeah, people are like, I'm competitive. (laughs) (laughs) When I, when you ask people that and they're honest, like, well, you know, just, just, you know, within reason, I want to have a reasonable round of success, but with every other scenario you could throw out with like Mm -hmm. their kids, of course, like every area of our life, we're designed to grow. Mm-hmm. and to get better. So the way you do that is by learning from people who are ahead of you and by networking with people who are as hu- or who are hungry like you. That's how you do it. Yeah. I don't care what industry you're in. Like if you're a a basket weaver, you need to get to the basket weaving con- convention because you need to find basket weavers who are ahead of you and you need to hang out with other ones who are as hungry as you are. That's it. Okay. Yeah. This other stuff falls into place over time, but unless you, of course, you don't want to grow and you want to be average, which they don't. Everybody listening to this doesn't want that. So the mm-hmm. real question isn't why should they go? I think they probably know that they need to go, 
it's that they're making an excuse in their head or they're thinking, well, I can go next time or, oh, well, you know, I can try to have my friend record it on his phone. Like, I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. Put up or shut up. Invest in your business if you want to grow. Invest in yourself if you want to grow. And this is, in my opinion, I haven't went to, I don't, I don't go to conventions that teach me how to pressure wash because frankly, I kind of don't care. I just really don't care. I don't care that my machine is half the size as all the other guys out there because I'm making twice as much money as them and I'm not in the field anymore. So I just don't care. And yes, that's a little bit of arrogance and I'm still a little guy, but it's just the fact. Okay. What I care about is knowing how to grow that business and get to where I want in life. And um, so my opinion is conferences like this, conventions like this are the most important thing you can do. Uh, to benefit uh, personally because you're learning how to duplicate yourself. You're learning how to multiply yourself and, and get that life you want for your kids, for yourself. So um, we have a hard time investing in ourselves. I know I did like, and it's some weird deep rooted, like it's a combination of like self-limiting beliefs or thinking deep down that you're actually a bad investment or something where mm-hmm. you feel weird about once you got to get over that. Yeah. You're not, investment you're a good you're a great investment everybody listening to this is a fantastic investment the ROI is immeasurable you know one relationship could make you a million dollars for real one tip could make you a hundred thousand dollars it's real okay don't if you don't if you're not sure you believe that just take my just trust me it's real uh, but you got to put yourself out there and you got to actually like get in your car get on the plane or drive to the thing you got to fill out the form and buy the ticket like do that that's all you got to do show up show up and you'll get a result so, Josh, I'm going to put you on the spot for real this time because obviously for anyone listening, I did not want Josh to bring me up on stage. Okay, that's not true. I want Josh <laughs> to bring me up on stage, but I did not expect that to turn into uh, me getting more attention. Okay, but here's where I do want to put you on the spot. So I, of the tickets that I have to, to hand out, I've, I've earmarked at least two of them for the podcast listeners. Okay, and I'm going to have the Josh Latimer ticket. And I'm going to have the Brandon Vaughn ticket. So Brandon doesn't know this, but when I interview him, I'm going to do the same thing with him. So Josh, uh, how do I give away the Josh Latimer, the, the Josh Latimer special who guarantees if you win this ticket, you're guaranteed to at least get one hug from Josh Latimer at the convention and you get a free ticket to the convention. And I, I can guarantee the hug. Okay. All right. Good, good. And, Right. And, and then and then I'll guarantee you your first drink, whether it's a beer, a cocktail, a water or a soda the night before at the meetup that we're going to do there. And the, uh, you know, the, the not not Josh, but my, my team, you know, the journey of new entrepreneur guys. We're going to do a meetup the night before. So what do they got to do to win that ticket? To win the ticket? Um, I guess my first thought is the ladder in the car thing. Um we talked about people making fun of the little guy fighting the good fight, right? The mm-hmm. underdog, the guy with the lawnmower poking out the back of his trunk, and he looks totally ridiculous. I acknowledge they look ridiculous, okay? No <laughs> doubt about that. I acknowledge that it's embarrassing. They have to hide your car to do an estimate. But what I think would be cool is if uh, people started out with humble beginnings like I did, mm-hmm. um, maybe shoot Bobby over a picture of your first car or describe your first car if you don't have the picture. Uh, and, uh, whoever has the most ridiculous, humble setup, I'd love for them to get the free ticket. I think that's really cool. Okay. I love that. I, now here's, so here's the, the question, cause I'm a, I'm a rule follower. So do they still have to be in that car or does it just have to be the one they started with? They might have a, could they have a, 
million dollar business today, but they started out with a bad car, they could still win the ticket? Yep. They do not have to sell the car because my, my goal is not for them to stay in the car. I'm not saying we want to stay. I'm not glorifying. Yeah. <laughs> that is a life of pain and frustration. If you've had success, you can't win this ticket. God dang it. So no. Okay. All right. So but they could still be in the car. Yeah, I they can be stay there, you know, and the huge convention will help you get out of it. But no, I like to high five people that started with that because I know what that's like to have this mentality of like, literally my, my glass ceiling was like that tall back mm-hmm. then. And then somehow we're doing all this crazy stuff now, generating millions and doing all this stuff. I just think it's like, I, I, I feel like a kindred spirit with people that came not from a silver spoon, I think. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's great. Successful or not. If you started with not a pot to poop in, like what kind of car vehicle you started with, you can have a free ticket to the convention. That'd be awesome. All right. So here's Josh, you tell me if this is a bad idea, but I think the easiest way for me to manage this is I can just have them post a, their photo or description of it on the journey of a new entrepreneur Facebook page. Would that probably sure. be the easiest way to, for me to manage sure. something like this? Yeah, and now, some people might not have a picture, but as long as they're yeah. really honest and they f- describe it in detail, I guess that could count as an entry too. All right, and I'll even open this up to my direct competitors in my market, as much as I don't want you to go because I. It's <laughs> all good. Yeah, but uh, okay, that's cool. That's exciting. So, so that's it. So, guys, if you want to win this ticket, the Josh Latimer ticket, which guarantees you not only a trip, well. I shouldn't let me be specific. Not only a ticket to the huge convention, you have to get there. Uh, A hug from Josh Latimer and an alcoholic or non-alcoholic drink from me the night before the convention on Wednesday night uh, at the J&E meetup. Um, You got to post a picture or a very good description of the car that you started out with in the business. And the uglier or the worse the car, the more likely I am to pick it. So that's right. All right. That's awesome. (laughs) That's awesome, man. Well, Josh, listen, I, I, before we go, uh, I think it's only fair and it's not even about fairness. It's about love, man. And, and uh, Josh, you're two people to me. All right. There's kind of like two Josh Latimers. You're absolutely my friend and I absolutely love you. And you're absolutely my hero too. So, um, sometimes I like to pretend that you're perfect and I just get all this inspiration and everything. And then other times I love just the, the real dude that I know isn't perfect. That probably inspires me more, but everything, uh, you know, you said earlier, you know, I kind of got to cheat. Um, the, the, the success that I've had up to this point, largely in part is because you shared what you did, right? So like, I haven't had to do anything. I just, it's like, okay, take three steps this way, pivot, right. Two more steps, side hop, uh, duck, jump over that. And then you're there. You know, that's all I've had to do. I didn't have to figure anything out. So man, I, uh, Josh, I love you, man. I really, really do. Lots of love from me to you. Um, I don't know your family, but they seem awesome and, and on everything, your wife, I wish she could do more of those videos on the sin Jimmer thing because She's freaking awesome. And uh, you did a podcast with your son, Gavin. Uh, is it is it Gavin? Uh, that's Maverick. not his name. Maverick. I don't know where I came up with Gavin. Um, you did a, a podcast with your son, Maverick, a while back. I wish I could tell everyone what episode it was, but it warmed my heart and uh, and, and made me want to be a better dad. So so thank you for that. You, you've, Josh, you've, you've made a difference in my life. So that being said, um, Sin Jim, uh, you, you told me that anyone that listens to this podcast can get two free years of Sin Jim if they email you. Is that right? Is that how that worked? 
Sure. <laughs> no, not really. But guys, Sin Gym, uh, you probably already know what it is. But at the end of the day, it's a it's a sexy tool that helps you get new customers and probably even more importantly, keep the ones that you get through customer relations, through marketing, through uh, follow ups. You can send things to people. Uh, you keep yourself on their minds. And at the end of the day, what it does is it lets you make more money with less effort because it's something that automates your business. Now, Josh, you feel free to to add anything you want to about that, but how can people find out about Syngym, Radius Bomb, and all that good stuff? Yeah, I mean, a business is at its simplest level. You have to acquire a customer, and then you want to keep them for as long as possible. And so we help you get new customers through very, very sexy, as Bob called it, direct mail tools. Now, don't get scared of the word direct mail. Direct mail is like, it terrifies people. They're like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I understand what that is. I don't need that. Oh, I tried that. No, it's different. Like we offer some amazing things that are kind of like 2.0, the whole idea of it. Uh, but in addition, so that can help you get customers. And then to keep them, you can send them like gifts, like brownies and caramels and cookies and Christmas cards. And it can all be grouped together in a sequence that kind of works in the background while you're like playing baseball with your kids. Uh, it's pretty neat, it's inexpensive, and it has a lot to offer. I mean, it's a million dollars worth of software that you can play with for, for free. You can have a free 14-day trial and mess around with it, and I'll even pay for your first few cards. You can send yourself some samples. Uh, so it's a very low ask to go check it out, and most service companies love it. You can just go to sendgym.com. Awesome. And then last, I can't believe I forgot this, Josh, I'm going to make you do one more, but we'll, we'll do it like in 60 seconds or 90 seconds. But the super course, uh, I have it. Um, I've implemented one thing from it immediately that, uh, it's the lesson by Brandon Vaughn, uh, and it has increased my average ticket price. It's increased my, uh, closing rate. Uh, I'm making more money without investing anymore. Uh, tell people about the super course and, and uh, are they interested in that? Are, are you still doing the super course, Josh? Yeah. People are freaking out about the super course. Like think of the super course might be one of the the most powerful things I've ever put together in terms of teaching because it wasn't just me. So I, I have an extensive network of people that have achieved a lot just from having a podcast and being in this business for a long time and having a lot of friends and doing right by people, right? So I reached out to all, a lot of the high achievers that I know. For example, like Lisa McQueen. She has a cleaning company in Australia that's going to do $9 million this year. did $7 million last year. Uh, we have Brandon Vaughn from Portland who will be on your show. He took a business from 100000 a year to, I don't even know what they're going to do. I know that this month their goal is $500,000. I think they're going to do like three, four million this year or something. I don't, and then, uh, you know, Howard Partridge, who's a Zig Ziglar international coach guy who mm -hmm. has a cleaning business in Texas. It is 3.8 million. He doesn't even live in the same state. It's highly profitable and he doesn't touch it, you know, and, and, and 10 other people similar to that teaching you specifically the nuts and bolts how-to pieces of what they're doing. Not the theoretical like, hey, you just got to get in the right mindset and go out there and hustle. Just believe in yourself. That's important and true. No, no, no. We're like, point, imagine if you could look over the shoulder of someone running a $3 million business and they say, you know, here's how we do our referral program. And the reason we do it this way is because over the last 18 years, we learned this and this and this and this. And, and most people do this and like, that's what it is. Uh, it's, it's insanely great and it's practical and it's specific for home service companies. So it's this conglomeration of super overachievers teaching you over the shoulder how to yeah. stuff specifically for sales and marketing. You can just go to supermarketingcourse.com or you can, you know, track me down on Facebook, send me a message. Um, it's a great product. It'll make you money. It'll make you oh, money. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, man, Josh, I'm going to end this thing. Thanks a million. 
Guys, thank you for listening. If you haven't already, do what Josh says people need to do for him. Give me a digital high five. Give me a review on iTunes. Yeah, there you go, bro. <laughs> Give me that digital high five. Review us on iTunes. Uh, check us out on Facebook. Uh, check me out on Facebook. It's, it's just me. I'm the only guy doing this. Uh, shoot me a message. Just connect. Uh, friend me on Facebook. I, I look forward to hearing from you guys. Thanks a million. Peace out.